the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Cowboy fans for another edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Thursday here in the state of Oklahoma recapping last night's 80, 80 to 75 victory over the ORU Golden Eagles. Uh, you know, a little close for comfort. Probably not uh, not as easy of a win as Oklahoma State fans would have expected. Uh, you certainly hope that Bryce Thompson enjoyed himself as he was at the game last night. We'll talk about that more. Uh, take a look at some of the things that he put on Twitter uh, later on in the show. Right now, want to uh, remind everyone, if you're new to the program, this is Locked On Pokes. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is the number one daily local sports podcast network in the country. Lockdown Podcast Network has college, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, daily local podcasts covering your team. So glad you're with us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. As a listener, I need you to do a couple of things for me. One, I need you to interact with me on social media. Get on Twitter, follow me at Colby J. Powell and at Lockdown Pokes. Tweet me any of your thoughts uh, about last night's game, about you know this upcoming weekend, Bryce Thompson, Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State football, getting things going uh, again next week against Kansas. Any of that, you can tweet me at Colby J. Powell at Locked on pokes and the second thing i need you to do wherever you're listening to this podcast right now i need you to subscribe and rate this podcast i would greatly greatly appreciate it all right let's talk about last night's action at gallagher iba arena uh it was isaac likely leading the pokes in scoring he had 18 last night and likely is really who oklahoma state leaned on late in that game whenever they needed a bucket you know uh or you cut the lead to one late in that game it was 68 to 67 uh last night and then uh, you know Isaac likely kind of down the stretch he was able to get to the rim and get buckets and that's what you need from Isaac likely who despite being a sophomore uh, I think Isaac likely is kind of one of the leaders of this team he has the ball in his hands a lot so he's certainly an on-floor leader even if the seniors are the the stereotypical leaders of the team and last night he was very very efficient 18 points Nine rebounds, five assists. Five assists. He was six of ten from the floor, one of two from beyond the arc, five of seven from the line. And, you know, six of ten from the floor, that's big for a team that did not shoot the ball very well at all from the floor last night. Oklahoma State was 23 of 61 from the floor. That's only 37.7%, and and that's not where you want to be as a team from the floor. Oklahoma State was 8 of 24 from beyond the arc. Uh, Again, that's fine. It's 33%. Uh, You know, you're knocking down one out of three. You'd like to be at about that 35% mark, but it's one game. Let's not, you know, if they make one more three, all of a sudden that percentage looks a lot better. They make one less three, all of a sudden that percentage looks a lot worse. It will even itself out over time but I'll tell you who impressed me we we were kind of looking for who was going to be an impact player off the bench for this team and in game one it was Keelan Boone Keelan Boone came into the game last night knocked down a few trays he was three of five from the floor all of those three-point attempts he was doing a good job getting himself into the corner you know you get in the corner you get that short corner three uh he was doing a good job getting there and knocking that down he also hit a couple of free throws so Keelan Boone ended up with 11 points and three rebounds in his Oklahoma State 
debut. Uh, now, six guys played off the bench last night. You had Anderson, both of the Boons, uh, Hyde Rosink. Somebody let me know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. He was actually the first man off the bench. He's from the Netherlands. Not certain I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, somebody let me know on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Hyde Rasink, and then Laurent and Chris Harris Jr. Harris Jr., remember the former Texas A&M commit who wound up in Stillwater, uh, came in off the bench as well. But there were only two bench scores. Keelan Boone with the 11, and then Anderson had five points. Um, last night in the 80-75 to 75 win over ORU. Like I said earlier, a little close for comfort, but there are some positives. Uh, one positive, your Ane nearly had a triple-double. He had 13 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 blocks. And now that's consecutive games in which he has had 8 blocks. He set his career high the final game of the regular season last year um, with 8 blocks. And now he starts this season off with an 8-block game against ORU. And a couple of those were big blocks that came late in this game. This really was a game that hung in the balance late. ORU never took the lead late, but they cut it to 68-67. I think they had it cut down to maybe 70 to 69 or 71 to 70 and uh or you actually with possession and the ball launched a three to take the lead had it gone in or you would have taken the lead with about 215 to go in the game luckily that shot clanked off the side of the rim and oklahoma state was able to go down and score isaac likely was able to get a bucket cowboys did a good job hitting their free free throws down the stretch uh cam mcgriff phenomenal stat line last night and when i say phenomenal what i really mean is unique he was 0 of 6 from the floor 0 of 3 from beyond the arc and yet he scored in double figures because he was so efficient from the free throw line he was a perfect 10 of 10 from the free throw line so shout out to cam mcgriff for for getting the easy ones at the charity stripe you know if you're not if you don't have it going from the floor you have to find other ways to contribute for your team and that's what Cam McGriff did last night against ORU 10 of 10 from the free throw line uh, which is pretty exceptional Oklahoma State I mentioned as a team only shot at 37.7% from the floor and 33.3% from 3 but they did shoot at 76.5% from the free throw line as a team uh, which is pretty solid you consider Yorane went 3 of 6 from the line uh, you would like him to do a little bit better there but you know those big guys it's tough for those big guys to shoot free throws and and this is what I always say to people who say well just practice it and get better I I see what you're saying there I really do but if you were to take you you know somebody like me I'm I'm 5'8 145 if I were to take a tennis ball and try to shoot a tennis ball from 15 feet away into a a hoop that's just a little bit bigger than the ball so it's comparable to basketball it would be really hard for me to be accurate with that tennis ball it it doesn't fit in your hand right to accurately shoot it with arc and and get it in the goal same thing with a big guy and a basketball For, for him it's like holding a tennis ball so it's hard for him to get an accurate shot so look i i totally understand just make your free throws. Just practice and make your free throws. I, I totally understand if you're that guy. I usually cut big guys some slack because uh, I feel like it's pretty tough on them to make their free throws, and I feel like most of them genuinely do put in the effort, and, and it's just tough for them uh, to be able to knock those down. So anyway, I need to take a break. I'm Colby Powell. This is Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me on this Thursday. I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side. We'll continue to recap Oklahoma State's win over ORU, a close win, 80-75. to 75. Uh, We'll talk about, look, yesterday was such a whirlwind with the Kate Cunningham commit and basketball season starting. Uh, I didn't even talk anything about the college football playoff rankings, which Oklahoma State was a part of. 
although it was on the latter end of those rankings, so we'll talk about that, how that impacts the Big 12, how some games this weekend could impact that uh, as Oklahoma State is off this weekend and most other teams in the Big 12 uh, let, let's see, eight teams in the Big 12 play this weekend. It's just Oklahoma State and Kansas with off weeks. So uh, we'll talk about all that and much, much more. Make sure you stay with me right here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On, folks. Once again, I am your host, Colby Powell. So glad you are with me on this Thursday. It's an exciting time of year. Football season rolls on. Basketball season has started. You love the overlap uh, between the two sports. I've actually been one who's always been a proponent of backing basketball season up a little bit so they get more of the calendar to themselves. Uh, Just for me, I very much... I'm in football brain. Uh, even, even look, I'm excited for the start of the season. Certainly the Cade Cunningham commit and, and waiting to see what Bryce Thompson is going to do. That makes basketball season getting here more intriguing, no doubt about it. But just, just as a rule of thumb, come November, I, I still have football brain. So I've always been a proponent of, hey, let's back the basketball season up a month. I won't have so much football brain. I'll be able to dial in a little bit more on basketball. But as it stands, uh, we have to juggle kind of, kind of the sports, give our attention to both football and basketball, which we do here on Locked on Pokes. We cover it all. If it's Oklahoma State, we've got you covered here on Locked on Pokes. Remember, make sure that tomorrow you are on ESPN Plus again. At 4.30. Tomorrow at 4.30, Oklahoma State and Kansas women's soccer. That's right. Semifinals, Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Uh, The Cowgirls soccer team, phenomenal. Preseason pick seventh. Ended up winning the regular season championship in the Big 12. Only one conference loss. Closed the season out with seven straight wins. And then beat Oklahoma on Sunday. So all around, Oklahoma State athletics uh, is on a Role. And that continued last night with Oklahoma State's 80-75 to victory over Oral Roberts. Now, the, the line on this game was 16. I fully expected Oklahoma State to go in, and, and I didn't know if they would cover because I felt like that was a pretty good line. You know, 16 between these two teams felt about right. Uh, but ORU, you, you have to think, a lot of these kids for ORU really want to go out and prove something. And, and I thought that they played pretty well last night. Look, Oklahoma State certainly could have done better for itself. It was, you know, basketball is a game of runs, but I kept waiting for the big run from Oklahoma State. I kept waiting for Oklahoma State to be up by seven, and then boom, they're up by 19. Not not even necessarily like a, a 12-0 run, but a 19-7 run, something like that, whenever you're already up by seven points, and then boom, you're up by 19. You kind of coast your way into a 15-20 to 20 point victory. That's what I kept waiting on, and ORU just wouldn't let it happen. Every time Oklahoma State swung, ORU swung back. You know, Oklahoma State would get up 12, 13 points, and then ORU would rip off a little 9-3 to run, and they'd cut it back to 6 or 7. And then Oklahoma State would get up by 11. ORU would cut it back to 5. And they just kind of did this dance just about the whole game. You know, Oklahoma State led by 9 at halftime. ORU fouled late in the first half, and Oklahoma State knocked down a couple of free throws to extend that halftime lead to 9. But then in the second half, 
or you outscored Oklahoma State 45-41 to in that second half, and it actually turned into an exciting basketball game late. It, w- it was certainly a nervous basketball game late, as ORU had a real chance to win that game, which would have been disaster with Bryce Thompson in the building, Cade Cunningham just committed yesterday, all that excitement for the program, and then you lose the home opener to ORU. That would have been an absolute train wreck. So luckily, Oklahoma State was able to get it done. But ORU had a couple of guys play really well. Uh, they had uh, DeAndre Burns. DeAndre Burns is, is a senior for Oral Roberts, leading scorer uh, last night with 21 points. Nezakwesi, I remember how to say that. I was listening to Dave Hunziker on the radio for a brief period of time and then on ESPN+. Plus. Emmanuel Nezakwesi had 16 points for the ORU Golden Eagles. Uh, and then with 14 points was Max Abmus. So they played well. All credit to ORU for keeping that game close. Uh, and good job by Oklahoma State pulling it out late. So last night was actually my first experience with ESPN Plus. I, I didn't have it for either of the football games because they were both home games. I was at the games. So I have I hadn't subscribed yet. I was putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Finally, last night, about 6.30, I get in and I go through the subscription. I did it on my phone. It was really easy to subscribe. I went to ESPN Plus, hit subscribe, typed in a couple passwords, and boom, I was on. So it was very easy to operate on my phone. Uh, my TV in the living room wasn't working, so I had to come back and pull it up on my Xbox, got the ESPN app on my Xbox, and I was able to watch it. No real problems with ESPN+. Plus. Uh, you know, it's not nearly as convenient as just firing up the DirecTV and going to channel whatever, 219, Fox Sports 1, ESPN, whatever. Not nearly as convenient as doing that, but it's not the biggest headache in the world. It's $5 a month. I thought the broadcast was well put together. Um, I, I didn't have a real problem with ESPN+. Plus, So I, uh, I understand that there were some difficulties when Oklahoma State played Kansas State in football on ESPN+, Plus, but I didn't experience any problems last night on my phone uh, or at the house. So uh, I didn't have a big problem with ESPN+. Plus. I thought, I thought that it worked out pretty well, uh, and I was able to see most of the game. Like I said, the broadcast was good. Uh, the, the crowd last night, I talked about the, I talked about this yesterday. Weather wasn't supposed to be great. Ended up being okay. Couple couple of heavy rains throughout the day, throughout the evening, but not a great crowd. Uh, you know, you could see a little bit there on ESPN Plus, kind of up in the third section, looked pretty empty. My mom was actually at the game last night. She texted me uh, and said that she thought that there were about four thousand there was the number that she got, which is which is not great. Um, They did get a We Want Bryce chant going as Bryce Thompson uh, and his family walked across the baseline at one point. They got that chant going. You could hear that chant on ESPN+. And then again, late in the game with about seven seconds left, uh, the fans started chanting We Want Bryce once again. And the Bryce Thompson situation is very interesting because Bryce Thompson, everybody knows, five-star from from Booker T. Washington in Tulsa, my wife's alma mater, so we always show a little bit of love to Booker T. And the quote-unquote experts – or, you know, they have their, their crystal balls and everything that they use to try to determine where these kids are going to commit. And Bryce Thompson, uh, you know, most of the experts think that it's down to OU and Kansas is, is what I was reading yesterday. Most of the experts think it's down to OU and Kansas. And yet, I get on Twitter and I go to Bryce Thompson's profile and, and what do I see? I see a pinned tweet which leaves three more tweets before it gets to the who to follow on, on my Twitter app. And his last three tweets are all about Oklahoma State. One of them is a quoted tweet 
to a pistols firing recruiting tweet that says two five-star prospects are expected to make unofficial visits to Oklahoma State this week. That was on Tuesday. So maybe that, that might have even been on Monday, uh, whenever that tweet. So Bryce Thompson quoted it, put the googly eyes. Then Cade Cunningham commits on what night would that be? Tuesday night, Cade Cunningham commits. Bryce Thompson tweets, well, that changes things with the little magnifying glass emoji and the googly eyes emoji. And then his most recent tweet tonight, somebody tweeted and said, when you find a great sign in the student section and tagged him, and there's a sign in the student section that says, hey, Bryce, can we get a go pokes? And he tweets, I like this energy with a little celebration emoji. So I, I understand the experts, they talk to people. There are reasons why they predict what they predict. But with Rondell Walker, an Oklahoma product, with Kate Cunningham, these guys already committed to Oklahoma State. And now I, I get on his Twitter and his last three tweets over the last few days are all about Oklahoma State. How can I say he's got it narrowed down to OU in Kansas? I, I don't have enough evidence to think that he has it narrowed down to OU in Kansas. I don't have insiders. I, I'm not even guessing. I, I'm not telling you I think he's going to OSU. I think he's going to OU. I think he's going to Kansas. I think he legitimately might not have his mind made up yet. I think the Cade Cunningham uh, commitment might factor into it a bit if, if he really wants to uh, you know, come to Oklahoma State and try to put together something special and take down one of the Blue Bloods and maybe win a national championship. Maybe he does want to go to OU and be the guy, be you know, the next Trey Young and try to become a top-five draft pick. Maybe he wants to run through the Bell Self machine at Kansas, uh, assuming that the NCAA doesn't take the wheels off that machine and shut it down for a couple of years on sanctions. I, I don't know what Bryce Thompson wants to do. I'm not giving you a guess. I'm just telling you, I, I think if somebody else is telling you they know where he's going to school, I, my only guess is that right now he doesn't 100% know where he's going to commit. That would be my guess, but I do think he had a good time in Stillwater last night. Uh, he gave the pistols to the student section at one point there in the second half, so I do think that he had a good time in Stillwater. Uh, all right, I need to take another break, come back. We'll talk a little bit of football on the other side and then get, get you ready uh, or just let you know what's coming up this weekend on the basketball court. Uh, before I get on to that, I want to remind you about Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming, and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked On at manscaped.com. That is manscaped.com. Com. All right, this is Locked On Pokes. I'm going to take a break, come back, talk a little Oklahoma State football as they're on the bye, and then they have Kansas next week. Only two home games remaining for the Cowboys. We'll break it down next here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Colby Powell wrapping things up here on a Thursday. Basketball season is underway. Football season is still rolling along. Bunch of good games this weekend, despite the fact that Oklahoma State is not in action. Uh, so glad you're with me today on this Thursday here on Locked on Pokes. Again, I, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but follow me on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. The more you interact, the better this podcast will be. You tweet at me with your thoughts on Oklahoma State. I will read them here on the podcast, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. Also, take the time, subscribe, and rate this podcast wherever you may be listening. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Make sure you get all of your fellow Cowboys locked on Pokes. All right, 
Uh, Oklahoma State football off this week. Les Miles is in town next week. The Mad Hatter, that should be an absolute blast. Uh, I think it could potentially be a good game. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State to win. Hopefully that's not the kiss of death. Since I've started doing this podcast, I've predicted four games for Oklahoma State. I've predicted them to win two and lose two. The two I predicted them to win, they lost. The two I predicted them to lose, they won. So hopefully I'm not the kiss of death for Oklahoma State next week against Kansas. But we all know from his time in Stillwater, Les Miles is one hell of a motivator. And Les Miles can get his teams fired up to play. And if you don't think that he'll have his team fired up and ready to go next Saturday in Stillwater, coming back to, to a place uh, that he once called home, you've got another thing coming because Les Miles will have his guys ready to go. And Kansas has a better team than they've had in a while. They at least have a team now under Les Miles that is not a complete laughingstock in the college football landscape, which is good for the conference. It really is. Look, you, you don't want Kansas going out and beating Texas. That's not good for the conference. But whenever they can beat a Texas Tech at home, and it's not like, oh, first time in eight years, let's rush the field and throw the goalposts in the lake. You, you need more competitive schools in your conference. Uh, you, you don't want a bottom dweller that's a total embarrassment the way Kansas was there for a number of years. So uh, Kansas will be in Stillwater next Saturday. The college football playoff rankings, like I said yesterday, such a whirlwind with the Kate Cunningham commit. The uh, uh, basketball season getting underway. So much happening. I didn't even have time to look at the college football playoff rankings. But Oklahoma State was included in the rankings at number 23 by the committee. But, but here's what I found interesting about the, about the rankings. Did anyone look and see how many three-loss teams were in the top 25? Just did anybody look? You know, you got the Power Five. There are a lot of three-loss teams in the Power Five conferences. Oklahoma State is the only three-loss team that made the, the first cut for the top 25 of the college football playoff. And look, Oklahoma State has no chance to make the playoff. That's not what this is about. What I'm trying to the, – the point I'm trying to drive home here is I think that Oklahoma State is at a point now where they've garnered enough respect nationally that after a couple of really nice wins against Iowa State and TCU, Oklahoma State was put in to the top 25 as a three-loss team, the only three-loss team in the top 25 because Oklahoma State is a respected brand nationally whenever it comes to college football. And that's not something that we could have always said for Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State is also the only uh, Power 5 team there in the 20 through 25. You know, 20 through 25 is Cincinnati, Memphis, Boise, OSU, Navy, and SMU. Now, as far as the Big 12 is concerned, like I said, Oklahoma State came in at 23. Uh, and again, this is the first edition of the college football playoff rankings. Oklahoma State at 23. Kansas State came in at 16. Kansas State only a two-loss team for now. Uh, ask me again on Monday. I think TCU has a good chance. Uh, not TCU. Why did I say TCU? TCU's playing Baylor this week. Uh, I think Kansas State will lose in Austin this week. Uh, Texas is a seven-point favorite in that game, and for somebody who just walks up to the counter in Vegas, they're going to think, oh, 16th-ranked Kansas State playing a Texas team that's really struggling, and I'm getting seven points, and they're going to put their money on Kansas State, and that's exactly what Vegas wants you to do. I I think Texas will win that game and and will probably cover. Uh, So ask me again next week if Kansas State is still in the top 20 or top 25 of the college football playoff rankings. Undefeated Baylor falls in at number 12. Uh, Baylor is the second lowest 
ranked undefeated team. Uh, only Minnesota is ranked lower at number 17. Minnesota 8-0, Baylor 8-0. University of Oklahoma is ranked number 9, just behind Utah and Oregon. And then these top six, uh, actually, let's throw Georgia in there at six, at seven and one. But then the top five, that's where you find your your power undefeated. It's Baylor and Minnesota aren't power undefeated. It's these top five, uh, and this is how they, they fell in in order, was Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, and Clemson. So defending national champion Clemson out right now, but that'll work itself out if they go undefeated because Penn State and Ohio State will have to play each other. LSU and Alabama play each other this weekend at 2.30. Like I said, a great weekend of college football on tap despite the pokes not being in in action. So first week of college football playoff rankings are out. Oklahoma State is off this week, but still a ton of great college football. We'll look at the games in the Big 12 tomorrow, preview some more of those. I already kind of gave you my thoughts on Kansas State-Texas but we'll get into some more of that tomorrow here on Locked on Pokes. Uh, All right, I feel like I covered a lot of ground today. Oklahoma State is off and running on the basketball court. Saturday, it'll be the Kansas City Ruse in town. Uh, Kansas City is 1-0 after their big win against NAIA Avila, Uh, and that came last night. Uh, They beat them 102-49 in AIA school. Oklahoma State should roll uh, the Kansas City Ruse as they come to town on Saturday. So basketball season's underway. Football season's off this week. Uh, you know, got one more day of the bye week. Bye weeks are tough, 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 tough. Everybody else is getting excited for their game, and you're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the week to be over so you can get back to another game week. It, it's felt weird this week, not having the Mike Gundy audio, not breaking down numbers on Wednesday. It's felt weird. It's just, it's a different week. Basketball started. Uh, so, but it's been a lot of fun. Glad you've been with me. What are the two things you need to do? Everybody remember, go follow me at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes and subscribe and rate this podcast. Really appreciate you being with me for another edition of Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.